ora and welcome to Requisite Words. I'm Peter Ravlich, and you're listening to a podcast about poetry. I've spent the last few hours painting our stairwell, and I find that repetitive, labor-intensive work is often a really great time for reciting or recalling poems, especially when you run out of podcasts and your hands are covered in paint. I've got a few favorite poems by the Brownings, Dickinson, Shakespeare, Wordsworth, Blake, Arnold, Shelley, and Rossetti that I usually like to run through. But I realized this morning that I've never memorized one of the most memorized poems in the English language, Jabberwocky by Lewis Carroll. Worse still, I've never even read The Walrus and the Carpenter, or hadn't until a few minutes ago, aside from that one famous verse. So in the haze of paint fumes and heat, armed with a cold caffeine infusion, it seems an appropriate time to share both of these nonsense poems. Jabberwocky by Lewis Carroll T'was brillig and the slithy toves Did gyre and gimble in the wabe All mimsy were the borogoves And the momraths Outgrabe. Beware the jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the jubjub bird, and shun the frumious bandersnatch. He took his vorpal sword in hand, long time the manxome foe he sought. So rested he, by the tumtum tree, and stood a while in thought. And as in oofish thought he stood, the jabberwock with eyes of flame came whiffling through the tulgy wood and burbled as it came. One, two, one, two, and through and through the vorpal blade went snicker-snack. He left it dead, and with its head he went galumphing back. And hast thou slain the jabberwock? Come to my arms, my beamish boy. O frabjus day, kaloo, kalay, he chortled in his joy. T'was brillig, and the slithy toves did gyre and gimble in the wabe. All mimsy were the borogoves, and the momraths outgrabe. The Walrus and the Carpenter The sun was shining on the sea, shining with all his might. He did his very best to make the billows smooth and bright. And this was odd, because it was the middle of the night. The moon was shining sulkily, because she thought the sun had got no business to be there after the day was done. It's very rude of him, she said, to come and spoil the fun. The sea was wet as wet could be, the sands were dry as dry. You could not see a cloud, because no cloud was in the sky. No birds were flying overhead. There were no birds to fly. 
The walrus and the carpenter were walking close at hand. They wept like anything to see such quantities of sand. If this were only cleared away, they said, it would be grand. If seven maids with seven mops swept it for half a year, do you suppose, the walrus said, that they could get it clear? I doubt it, said the carpenter, and shed a bitter tear. Oh, oysters, come and walk with us, the walrus did beseech. A pleasant walk, a pleasant talk along the briny beach. We cannot do with more than four to give a hand to each. The eldest oyster looked at him, but never a word he said. The eldest oyster winked his eye and shook his heavy head, meaning to say he did not choose to leave the oyster bed. But four young oysters hurried up, all eager for the treat. Their coats were brushed, their faces washed, their shoes were clean and neat. And this was odd, because, you know, they hadn't any feet. Four other oysters followed them, and yet another four. And thick and fast they came at last, and more, and more, and more all hopping through the frothy waves and scrambling to the shore. The walrus and the carpenter walked on a mile or so, and then they rested on a rock conveniently low, and all the little oysters stood and waited in a row. The time has come, the walrus said, to talk of many things, of shoes and ships, and sealing wax, of cabbages, and kings, and why the sea is boiling hot, and where the pigs have wings. But wait a bit, the oysters cried, before we have our chat, for some of us are out of breath, and all of us are fat. No hurry, said the carpenter, they thanked him much for that. A loaf of bread, the walrus said, is what we chiefly need. Pepper and vinegar, besides, are very good indeed. Now, if you're ready, oysters dear, we can begin to feed. But not on us, the oysters cried, turning a little blue. After such kindness, that would be a dismal thing to do. The night is fine, the walrus said. Do you admire the view? It was so kind of you to come, and you are very nice. The carpenter said nothing but cut us another slice. I wish you were not quite so deaf. I've had to ask you twice. It seems a shame, the walrus said, to play them such a trick. After we've brought them out so far, and made them trot so quick. The carpenter said nothing, but the butter's spread too thick. I weep for you, the walrus said. I deeply sympathize. With sobs and tears he sorted out those of the largest size. Holding his pocket handkerchief, 
before his streaming eyes. "'Oh, oysters,' said the carpenter, "'you've had a pleasant run. Shall we be trotting home again?' But answer came, there none. And this was scarcely odd, because that eaten every one. Requisite Words is an Inklings production by Peter Ravlich. Opening music is Be Chillin' by Alexander Nakarada. Find out more at inklings.co.nz or follow us on Twitter at Requisite Words. <laughs>